So if you missed last week's episode, I introduced the mystery box. The, to add, the mystery box. To add suspense. <laughs> suspense achieved. Achieved? I am very much in suspense, Alex. Yes, I think it's time to unveil what's in the mystery box. So for those of you that didn't listen yesterday, or last week, I mean, huh, we record this every week, right? Yes. Yeah, um... And for those of you that didn't listen last time, Alex has a box that is on the table that you can't see, but I can, and it has something inside of it, and it, it drove me nuts during the last episode. Yeah, so it's time to unveil it. So Unveil. Yes. Uh, what I did, because I knew we were doing conspiracy theories this week. Yes. So I went ahead and found some top secret files to make uh, podcasts about conspiracies super in-depth and... What? What? That's not what... This isn't... This is just a rubber bunch of rubber ducks! Go fuck yourself! This isn't what I put in the mystery <laughs> box! Why are there rubber ducks here? There are so many rubber ducks! I hate you and everything you stand no, for. No, no! Oh my god, you know what happened? What? It was... The government knew that we were planning to take over the world of conspiracy... <laughs> I squeaked it. Conspiracy <laughs> podcasts, so they replaced my notes with rubber ducks... To, to, to black it off the trail, and it works because this lines up with the wacky shenanigans I would do, so you wouldn't believe me. Holy the, shit! Dude, what? you know what this means? The government is run by rubber ducks? It means we have a weekly undertaking conspiracy. I, I actually, I'm not gonna lie, I actually really like these rubber ducks <laughs> that now cover the desk. And it, it's very inconvenient, but I have to admit, they're really freaking cute. They're adorable, right? Some of them have, like, little smooch marks on their forehead. I do like them. Yeah. Um, this... But, you know, that doesn't replace the fact that I got all our notes. Our notes have been stolen <laughs> by the government. Oh, so this is your way of telling me you did no work for this week's? No. <laughs> I did work. <laughs> Gotcha. I didn't forget and then buy a hundred rubber ducks on Amazon what the and then put them in a box. <laughs> I did the work. So you prepared to not do work <laughs> is what I'm hearing. Uh, I did do work. You know what? Honestly, I, I believe it, though, that this is the conspiracy done by the Illuminati because the ducks, ducks, you know, represent the the sheeple of the world because water roll, rolls up the ducks back like, you know, Water off a duck's back like the Illuminati conspiracy. Anyway, how many ducks are there? A hundred. I'm betting it's a multiple of three. Three, three, three. It's the Illuminati. Fuck this. Oh, no. I just threw a duck and I expected it to squeak loudly, but it didn't. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but, uh... But yeah, so I guess for this week, a bunch of rubber ducks are going to join us for the show. I guess so. So I that's guess. awesome. We'll even keep a few for afterwards let's as pets. Get the f let's but, get them off the fucking laptop real but quick. But we gotta, we got we to figure out this mystery later, because right now we have a show to do. I think you also put it here just to tempt me, because I'm going to want to squeeze all of them at once, this entire podcast, you could but do I that. Can't. You could do that at the end, okay. and I'll fix it in post, so it sounds not like horrible So health. I have 40 minutes to stare at these rubber ducks and feel these temptations? Well, you don't know that. We could go longer. Uh, ugh, I hate you. <laughs> so anyway, the podcast you are listening to is The Weekly Undertaking. Yes, thank you for joining us. I am Mike. I am Alex, and things like rubber ducks falling onto the table is not unnatural here. Yes, that is a rather 
You know, yeah, that's fitting. It's to be expected. I, I wasn't. I was gonna say that it's not infrequent, but this is the first time that rubber ducks specifically have fallen all over the specifically, place. Specifically, but things like this happen to us a lot. Yeah, quite, quite regularly. Mm, so but yes, this if this is the first time you're checking out this podcast, I apologize. And if, I feel like you say that every week. Sorry if this is your first episode. Yeah, I'm generally apologetic that this thing exists. Uh, oh, but yeah, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, this is the podcast where we try and learn new shit every week and then talk about it on air. Well, we do different things, but... We do different things, but this week we learned about things. Yeah, this is one of those weeks where I get to look like an idiot compared to you because you're better at doing research. I am generally interested in learning about the things of the world. Yes. And in the case of conspiracy theories, the things that are not a part of the world. But the supernatural. The supernatural or otherwise... Well, I mean... Most conspiracies are just governments planning to screw us over, which is not unnatural. <laughs> no, that's that lines that lines up. That lines up very well. So I I, I mean I'm excited to to dive right into all of the two conspiracies that we have <laughs> to share well, between the two of us. Well, this is actually a very uh, appropriate week for us to do this uh, cons- this challenge because. Like, this is old news. We have recorded this podcast a week in advance, so this is old news by the time you guys are listening to it. But yesterday for us, a like, the, the vast New World Order Illuminati messed up, and New York and New York is running wild with information of what was found on the streets. A glitch in the simulation, if you will. A, oh my god. <laughs> I just saw what you pulled up on your phone. I did. I pulled out a and a legitimate news article entitled Uneaten In-N-Out Mystery Burger Mysteriously Found on Queen Street. Holy crap, let me see that. Yeah. Okay, this is wild. It's just an In-N-Out burger in the wrapping on the street. No bites. That is that is fucking weird. It is, it is unironically super fucking weird because those... Some people that are listening might be from a more cultured place like the West Coast that actually has In-N-Out burgers. But the closest In-N-Out burger to New York City is over 2,000 miles away. Which is ridiculous. It is. And so this burger, for those of you that can't see the picture because you might be listening to a podcast like some loser, uh, it is just a picture of a a In-N-Out burger perfectly wrapped just lying on the streets in Queens, New York. I'll tell you what. There's a link in the description to this article yes. I've decided. Okay. So uh, <laughs> so I, I make it so. It only appeared just now. So you can go click on it and look at this picture because it's wild. It, it, on a, it really is very strange that this exists. All right, Mike. Theories. Yes. What are you thinking? My favorite theory that is proposed in this article is that someone was flying, o- a rich person was flying overhead and dropped the burger out of their plane <laughs> and it landed flawlessly on the ground. That is my favorite theory. I like the first half of that theory where someone took a plane from somewhere near an In-N-Out burger to New York City. That they're rich enough to have their own private jet, not rich enough to eat somewhere better than In-N-Out no, burger. No, no, no. Here's what I'm thinking. Because okay. it makes sense. Yeah. They flew... From somewhere, uh, even on like a public plane, uh-huh. to JFK, yes. which is bet- which is Queens is in between JFK and New York City. Uh, so if they took <laughs> yeah. a cab to the city, then it could have fallen out of a bag and, and out of a car window. <laughs> okay, but also the idea. 
you're, you're looking at this picture like I am, and the people listening are not, but it is, there is not a single bite taken out of it. There is not a single, like, maybe, blemish on this burger maybe, at all. Maybe the person bought it for someone who lives in New York who loves In-N-Out Burger as a surprise. But it's, like, halfway opened, too. It, that's how they wrap them. Is it? Yeah, it's, like, I've never it, it's in, like, a little pouch. I've never had an In-N-Out Burger. Yeah, it's, like, any other, like high quality but still fast food type burger place like five guys or yeah, shake shack exactly they just put it in a little pouch well not shake shack but five guys does that i think they they don't but that's okay but mike this is a very interesting uh the uh conspiracy you have well what i think actually happened is i think this is proof that we are in a simulation this is a glitch in the simulation because no burger no human could travel 2000 miles without a single blemish let alone a dead hamburger was it warm outside no in the burger was it still warm i don't know that seems important it is it says it's untouched completely untouched doesn't say the temperature of it all it says is that the person that found it didn't eat the burger because saying that he was too confused <laughs> and too shaken by what he had seen but most importantly he was quote not hungry <laughs> This I man is my hero. Who is who wrote this article? I want uh, to meet them. 1010 Wins. Kimberly Dole of 1010 Wins, which is a legitimate news radio station in New York State. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, Kimberly, excellent work. We got to we gotta reach out and thank her for the article. We don't. I'm gonna. <laughs> I love this. I love this conspiracy riffled uh, episode. So tell me again, not again, what's your opinion, since you brought it up, what's your opinion on the simulation conspiracy theory? I think it's bullshit. Look, yeah, <laughs> but there's no way to be sure, wouldn't you say, considering yes. we're able to program simulations that are near perfect reality. Yes. So, in theory, it could be possible that we are also in a perfect simulation, and it doesn't even have to be perfect because it's the only thing any of us have ever known. I have two uh, answers to this, one serious and one not-so-serious. One, the, the, the not-so-serious one is, yeah, but you could say that about literally fucking anything. For example... There is no way that I can prove that you did not just put tiny ducks in the box. Like, you could have very well actually put notes on conspiracy theories in the box and have that spontaneously change, but there is no way for me because to actually the, know that. Because of the government. Because of the government. Well, no, there is a way. You could look at my Amazon order records unless I already deleted them preemptively, which is the only reason why I would have brought it up. Brought it up. Brought it up. Brought it up. Sorry, glitch in the matrix. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Resume. <laughs> Um, the actual thing is, like, I, I could, the only legitimate concrete evidence that I can offer that this is not a simulation is that you can calculate prime numbers into infinity. And we, it is not possible to create a simulation where that actually exists. All right. That is my, that is my answer. You know what? You heard it here first, folks. Unless. Unless. No, I'm kidding. Okay. I'm not going to argue with this any further because honestly. We're getting into math and nobody cares about yeah, math. Yeah, like uh, the, old, <laughs> the, the furthest extent of my belief in the simulation theory is I just kind of want to be Keanu and, and fight some men in suits. <laughs> what is your opinion on the Mandela effect? Uh, I've heard of that. You have heard of that. I'm well, sure what, you have. Wait, describe it to me briefly. So that you can confirm that you know what I already. No, because I have no idea what the Mandela effect is off hand okay and i just don't want to look like too much of an idiot so just give me a sentence summary in life and in history and stuff like that there are people 
wide, large numbers of people that have the same, that commit the same error. For example, it's named the Mandela Effect because there are a large number of people that will swear on their life that they have seen a news story that Nelson Mandela died in prison. But he did not die in prison. He actually went on and got out of prison and lived a very fulfilling and inspirational life. But because people, a large number of people have, cannot possibly be wrong, a large number of people cannot all be possibly wrong it in the same way. It becomes a fact. It becomes a fact. And the only way that that fact can exist at the same time as the current reality is the theory of the Mandela effect being that all of those people spontaneously changed realities. And they come from a reality where the Mande where Mandela did actually die in prison. You know, Mike, I'm going to give uh, a theory, uh, a possible explanation for that. Uh -huh. People are stupid <laughs> and they tell each other things. Okay, but no. Have you considered that? All right, all right. Well, what's your opinion on the multiple universe theory? Uh, I think that it is improvable. But I think it's... I think it's awesome. It, it is really cool. I will admit that it is really cool. Yes. Uh, the multiple universe theory, just for the one person who doesn't know because pop culture makes it like an obvious thing, including yeah. like Rick and Morty. Do He's the only example Rick I can think Rick and Morty is the basis, like the entire basis of the meta universe of the show is the multiverse. So the basic idea of the parallel universe theory is that every time any person ever had to make a decision or any type of thing could happen more than one way, the universe split in two to where both realities could exist and it's continuously branched out and now there are a billion different universes and we are in the one where you have done exactly what you've done to get here exactly there is no like that's the only way we can explain the chain of events and it's actually like i don't know how widely accepted it actually is but like you know it's fun to play around with in sci-fi it's stuff. a really fun idea yeah there's no provable way to think of it and it's more likely just uh the answer is just life is being life is random and stuff like that yeah, yeah exactly your choices don't matter neither do you um that's but, a very nihilistic way to get around that and yes. i actually don't think that's what the lack of the multiple intelligent multiple universes well that's what it means to me that's a very sad So light. let's talk our conspiracy theories that we looked into this week. Yes, and I personally buy into mine 110%. I'm interested to hear about it then, because I personally do not buy into mine. Oh, no, mine's 100% reality. Well, right. I, I guarantee it. Well, bring it to me. Okay, my I cover, I decided to research the Denver Airport Conspiracy. Oh, I've heard about this. You have. I've oh, I almost decided to research this, so I'm I, glad I did. I am very glad... We should actually probably, like, coordinate what we're going to research in advance so no. that that doesn't accidentally happen no. one episode. First of all, if it happens, it's going to be hilarious. Sure. Second of all, if we do that, then we're not going to be able to surprise each other on the show. The other 99 times. We need to hire a third party so that they can make sure that we don't do each other's things. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's just... Yeah, we're already we're already working with Adam pretty regularly about with music and stuff, so we'll just yeah. make him do it. Yeah, Adam, you're now a part of this. You're gonna tell each tell us what not to do, and it, we'll figure it out. Anyway, the Denver Airport conspiracy, the Den Denver International Airport, which is an international airport in Denver, Colorado. Whoa! Yeah, it's very aptly named. Um, but it's not actually an airport, like, it's a functioning airport, but in reality, it's just a cover-up because it's actually the secret headquarters of the New World Order, or the Illuminati, or neo-Nazis, or lizard people, depending on who you ask. Wait. Wait. Yes. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, 
the Denver airport conspiracy is, uh, like I said, people believe that this is the actual headquarters of whatever government that you think is actually controlling every aspect of the world. So, I would like to learn about why people think this, Mike. Yes, so the first suspicion that something was up came when they began to construct the Denver airport. Because before the Denver airport was a thing, they, Denver already had a functioning international airport called the Stapleton International Airport, which had six functioning runways. <gasps> oh, that one, did, they didn't squeak well. They didn't squeak well. I was going to do one. like a... <gasps> that, that was better. I see that. Remember when I said that I thought these rubber ducks are going to be a distraction? No. <laughs> anyway. What, what were you talking about, Mike? I don't... Stapleton Airport had six runways. The, and they d- decided to destroy it to construct the Denver International Airport, which has five runways. So, they're using the same space for less runways. No, they built it in a different space. They're using a different space for less runways. Right. They destroyed a seemingly functional airport to construct a new airport much farther away from Denver. And so why would they do this? It seems very counter-effective. Now, some the people trying to cover up this conspiracy might say that the six runways in Stapleton crossed each other so only three could ever be functional at the same time. And some might also say that they actually were much shorter. The runways at Stapleton were too short for higher... Uh, you know, more modern airplanes, but given the low air capacity at, at in Denver, Alex has stuck a rubber duck to my face to throw me off. No, it's my face. It, shut up. Uh, so some may claim that they were too short and that they might not all be functional at the same time. But in reality, the New World Order just needed a new freaking space to work. Well, already... I already could tell this is bullshit. What do you mean? Uh, what are you talking about? You just explained why they built a new airport. That's why the... It makes perfect sense. That's why the mainstream media claims that... They, I can't take you seriously with those on your face. That's why the mainstream media claims that they built another airport. But I know, and you know the truth, that the neo-Nazi New World Order decided to build it for themselves. These are conspiracy ducks. Yes. They are sticking to my face very well, I might add. <laughs> they Much more than they should. Sorry, they're distracting me from your rambling that uh, I already uh, don't agree with. Um, so well, let's talk about the new airport that they constructed. And for those of you that can't see, I put air quotes around the word airport. You emphasized it enough to where I think they could get it. Well, regardless. Uh, the new airport, they designed it in such a way that anybody that was a part of them could know that they are, that they, you know, exist at this space. That That, was poorly said. That was not explained well, and I don't understand. If you look at the Denver airport from above, the airport runways form themselves in a way that look like a swastika. You know, like the, like the Nazi symbol. And I will say... Okay, it, you need to, like, tilt your head and squint your eyes and stuff like that and use your imagination a little bit. But, like, yeah, it looks like a swastika. You're going to have to believe me on this. So is this, like, a parody of, like, a really serious conspiracy guy that you're doing? What are you talking about? I believe this 110%. That the, the swastika looks like... The Denver airport looks like a swastika. All right, continue. Anyway, so before I was rudely interrupted, I would like to draw your attention... Fuck you. I would like to draw your attention to February 21st, 2007. 
Mike. Yes. What happened on February 1st, 2007? February 21st, stop distracting me. I'm sorry. Mike. What happened on February 21st, 2007? 14 planes windshield plane windshields cracked at the same time at Denver Airport. Okay, well that could be explained in by by many things. Simultaneously? Uh actually, it would be weirder if they didn't crack simultaneously because like a, a jet flying overhead going at the speed of sound would have cracked all those windows at once. Mm, no, that's not true. Because, no, that's, I don't, first of all, I don't think that's how jets, like, out, out, like, I don't think that's how jets and sound streams work. Obviously, neither am I, but I'm trying to make the point that something could have happened that's very natural within our existing world that would have caused the 714? 14. 14 windshields to break at the same time. Well, coincidentally, 14 is one more than 13, and we all know that Nazis are scared of the number 13. Secondly, uh, this was actually reported on by the Denver Post, and admittedly, this is very weird. 55 flights were canceled on that day, and there re and despite no, uh, how weird it is, there is no real concrete explanation as to why it happened. So, clearly... Denver, the the news is covering up for the fact that an electromagnetic pulse coursed through the area because the New World Order was testing a super weapon that they'll use to conquer the world. Okay. Now, scientists, quote-unquote, might say that that's not how electromagnetic pulses work, but they're in the pocket of the New World Order. And the actual people that investigate the incidents say, you know, high winds, grit, and cold temperature on the windshield because most of the planes that cracked had either just landed or just taken off and there were a lot of rocks. And cracked windshields aren't that uncommon in Denver because of it's a mile high off the ground and you know, that makes things less sturdy. But that is bullshit. It's the electromagnetic pulse testing the weapon. Now, here comes the crux of the conspiracy. You have not given me a second to jump in. And okay. I can tell you're having a lot of fun. I am, but but I'm having a lot of fun awakening the sheep while listening to this podcast. Would you like to say anything contradicting the clear evidence that I have presented? No, I just wanted to chime in and say that one thing. Okay, excellent. Now, here's the crux of the, of the theory. Some of you may be asking, well, Mike, where would they possibly put this super weapon because Denver Airport is very large and people would see it, right? Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. Well, I would like to direct your attention to the thousands of miles of tunnels underneath Denver International Airport. These tunnels serve no actual purpose for the air for the airport and officially remain unused to this day. They just constructed it. Now, there are many theories for what the actual purpose of these tunnels is, because we don't know. We don't have the New World Order on speed dial. But. Yet. Yet. Exactly. Now you're thinking like a, like a real awakened see, person. Mike, I like doing this podcast when I'm the fucking weirdo. <laughs> so this is really new territory for me. Uh, but But continue. <laughs> All right. Now, there are many theories as to what the New World Order is actually using the purpose for these tunnels. Some claim that they're holding cells for aliens. Some claim that it's a prison for the secret enemies of the state that they don't want us knowing about. Others claimed that it was a bunker for the rich elite to use during the 2012 apocalypse, mm. which still might happen, <laughs> but I'll get there later. Uh but the most common theory, and the one that I buy into, is that these tunnels are used to be used as concentration camps when the New World Order takes order and commits a mass genocide. Now, 
Now I would like now you your by your face. It seems that you're having a hard time gra- grasping onto that. I guess you could say I'm having a hard time grasping. Okay. So what evidence could could there be to this? Well, look no further than the weird ass art found throughout the airport and I must There are arts of there there's art of asses at the airport. Not specifically of asses. Oh, well, now I'm not interested. <laughs> well, I will say that I have actually walked through Denver Airport before I was awakened. And <laughs> I will say that even though I wasn't looking for it, I, I had to admit that the art around Denver Airport is really, really fucking strange. Okay. For example, there is a giant anatomically correct blue statue of a horse with glowing eyes cool it's 32 feet tall it's officially called the blue mustang but people that frequent the airport commonly refer to it as blucifer which i love lucifer and it was it was and conspiracy theorists like myself claim that it was never built and that it has always been there, and it eventually will will reveal itself to be an alien once the new world order rises up and conquers everybody. Also, uh, the the um new the airport was designed in such a way that it is looks like a circus tent from afar. It was intended to look like the Rockies, but it was just yeah. very poorly done. I, I I've seen the outside uh, of the airport before in yeah. a photograph, and so it looks. Really, if it, it, it was meant to be the Rocky Mountains, but it doesn't look good at all. Uh, <laughs> also, there are weirdly just gargoyles present in the baggage claim area. Dude, this airport sounds badass. It is, but the evidence that points to the fact that this is actually an underground facility that is supposed is going to house the uh, concentration camps for the ma- for the future mass genocide is the murals constructed by Leo Ten. Tanguma, I apologize if I butchered your name, Leo. Uh, it there the one of the murals is called "In Peace and Harmony with Nature," which it depicts what looks like a huge Nazi soldier in a gas mask wielding a huge gun and a huge sword attacking children, and clearly that is a depiction of what is going to come. Okay. Okay. You're, you're with me? I just want to clarify that Michael's fucking kidding. I, um, what are you talking about? Please continue. <laughs> what are you talking about? Look, now, people Leo- could be skip- skipping around. Yeah, fair enough. According to Leo Tenguma, this was actually a part of a two-piece mural. The second part, much happier, and the entire piece is meant to be taken as a whole, which about the world coming together after after the destruction and hate of many of the world's genocides and horrible tragedies that have happened to date. But Leo was clearly bought out by the New World Order. We can't trust a damn thing he says. And I also feel the need to point out that... Uh, the tunnels, according to the Denver airport, are used for things like baggage transport and other normal airport functions, but I don't believe them about that either. Why? Because of the dedication stones. If you look at the dedication stones for the Denver International Airport, it is clearly indicative of Masonic ta- tampering. So, the, for example, the name of an organization called the New World Airport Commission is carved into the stone. Now, what does New World Air Con- Airport Commission sound like? I don't know. The New World Order. So that's that's the theory. And also, oh. the stone's dedication is dated March 19th, 1994. Why is that date significant? March is the third month of the year. Right, Alex? 
can you can you testify this? <sighs> yeah, actually. Okay, That's, you're right. Yeah. Now I'm gonna need you to do some quick uh, math for me, real quick. Okay. What is it, it, like I said, the date is March 19, 1994. What is 1 plus 9 plus 1 plus 9 plus 9 plus 4? Oh my god. What? 42. No, it's it not. It means everything. No, it's not. It's not 42. The airport is life. No, it's not. Oh my god. No. It's, I gotta call my mom. The airport is death. Um, no, the, it one, the, did, if you add up the digits, 9, 19, and 1994, it comes out to 33. 3. Three, three. That's three threes, and thirty-three is the number that that is in masonry that that represents perfection. Three threes, perfection, Illuminati. I proved it to you right there. That's the Denver Airport conspiracy. Wow, thanks, Mike. You know, most people would feel awakened after that, but I'm just tired. <laughs> well, you know what? You can go right back to sleep. And and ignore all this all this evidence. Oh yeah, dude. If I was in the Matrix, I would take that blue pill and live my blissful, ignorant life. Yeah, that. You know what? I I know you would. <laughs> I know you would. And I I do want to say first first of all for those of you that you know have never heard of sarcasm before in, in your life that was completely joking but unironically one of the funniest things that I think has come out of this this is a widely known conspiracy, uh, the Denver International Airport. Now, because the tunnels are so centric to the theory, now sells tours of the underground tunnels. Of course. So that people can go in and check out the fact that there's nothing suspicious happening there. But, like, how genius is that? That, like, since 2016, they've been making money off of this oh, yeah. ridiculous theory. Dude, my, my thing actually did something similar. Really? Yeah, it's more it's more famous, I'd say, than the Denver airport. Really? Yes, which I know it has to be very famous to be more famous than an airport. Yeah. Th that is in no way suspicious. Yeah. Well, no, the, it's suspicious as hell. Right. I already told you. Well, they have a they have a big blue horse. Let's move. Let's move into Alex time. Okay. To my promptly underprepared segment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm listening. I took a drink of water right there, so I couldn't laugh. Tell me, Miguel, do you believe in aliens? Of course, I do. Good. I believe they're being held underneath the, the Denver International okay. Airport. Well. I'm going to clarify my my stance on this subject uh, because I think it's important to uh, what I'm about to tell you in the conspiracy theory I, I learned about this week. What? I am not certain that we have been able to catch aliens, but... I love where this is going already. Look, I'm saying... What I'm saying is I don't remember the name. I think it's Drake's Equation where... Okay. They like there's some sort of number where like the like it's a paradox where the odds of uh, or the uh, mathematical likeliness where in our galaxy the uh, the amount of planets with living uh, intelligent life on them is like four thousand planets in the entire galaxy yet we have seen or heard nothing. Uh huh. So that's like the paradox. It's like if everyone's here, when where is everyone? Yeah. Looking at. Uh, a map of the galaxy there's a interesting video i watched and i won't give credit because i don't remember but uh the amount of contact we've been able to make uh outside of the planet via radio waves if you look at the whole galaxy it's like a tiny little blip like we have gotten our names nowhere yeah the visible galaxy is very, very so what i'm saying far is away. If aliens are out there, which I do believe there are, and they are exploring the galaxies, we prob they probably literally do 
not give a shit about us if they know we exist at all. Never. <laughs> in, the, in the words of Bill Watterson, the greatest sign of that there is intelligence li- intelligent life out there is that it has not tried to contact us yet. Yes. <laughs> that's That's actually very funny. Yeah. And also, like, if there was an alien invasion, mm-hmm. it would not be a secret because any time in our history of the world, two civilizations have met, it, it ends with one of them being completely destroyed. Uh, yeah, pretty I, much. I have a sinking suspicion that we're the ones getting going to get, you know, blown up. However, I will say, in the past, we've only interacted with humans. We don't know how in- interactions with any other people would go. Well, that's fair. Yeah. But anyway, all this alien talk leads me to uh, probably the most famous alien story of all time. Oh, no. Do you want to guess? Is it Area 51? No. Oh. That, that's a good guess. All right, the second most famous. <laughs> uh, I actually don't know. It's an uh, event, not not a place. Well, it is a place. It's the Roswell incident. Oh, that's what it is. I knew that it started with an R, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Okay. Great. So Michael brought a bunch of notes. I did. I found the Wikipedia article. Oh, my God. <laughs> But I've I, all... I spent my week reading through and being seducted, sed, seduced, not seducted, not that I <laughs> seduced. I, I, I put seduced and abducted in the same word, uh, which is accurate. I've been seducted by aliens. I've been seducted. It's like that mm-hmm. Heaving Bosoms podcast we reviewed <laughs> yeah, that true. one time. Yeah, that's right. Check but... out episode eight of The Weekly Undertaking to learn what that that's about. <laughs> that was an incredible experience. But no, I've, I spent my week seducted in... In all of these conspiracy theory websites, which are terribly put together, and you just read a Wikipedia article, no. you're a genius, and I <laughs> rest and I respect that. That's a much more effective way to no, go about I, this. I've, I, done, I did a lot more. I listened to a lot of uh, other people's opinions and uh, podcasts about this incident, and I learned a chain uh, of events. more than I did. Yes, I have a sort of a list of events that actually matter in the Roswell incident. Okay, cool. So. I'm listening. Let me lay this down for you all improv style because I didn't prepare. <laughs> As Ros- we never do. Roswell, New Mexico, is a city. It is a city. You can go there. Can we? Surprise? You want to go there right now? You want to do a live show there? Yeah. Let's do it. Dude, absolutely. We'll do our next conspiracy episode at Roswell. Roswell, we're coming for you. We'll blame the absence of an audience on the aliens. Oh, the good idea. <laughs> so Roswell, the town, since this event happened over 50 years ago, actually way more than 50, like 70 now, has completely and utterly capitalized on the alien uh, superstition. Oh, why the hell wouldn't you? Oh, no. It's the town of aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, but the event that started it all okay. was in July of 1947. 1947. Yes. One plus nine plus okay. four plus okay. seven is a number. It, yeah, we it is get certainly it. a number. I should know this. That's 10 plus 20. 21, which added Times to two get is 42. Holy shit. <laughs> I was going to say two plus it came one. came back. I was going to say two plus one is three. Illuminati confirmed. It also works. Yeah. Three plus 42 doesn't mean anything, but those two are numbered. Anyway, so July, actually it might have been exactly July 4th. It's around that time. Okay. Actually, almost exactly how many, ever many years ago that was from now, because it's July now. Whoa. Coincidence? I think yes. not. So... Oh. This story is very interesting because it's one of the few times our government has actually com- uh, confessed to a cover-up. 
Wait, are you for real? Yeah. Someone a, actually confirmed this? The government confessed to a cover-up. It's not as exciting as you think. What freaking administration? Here's what happened. You were in your pocket for a while, and I thought you were going to pull out, like, a piece of paper or something. <laughs> no. That would be fun. That, that was just a pause? So, in mid-1947, a man named... Well, he goes by Mac in town, but I believe his actual name is Million Brazil, William Brazil, Brazil. Why would Brazil? he go by Mac if his name is William Brazil? Look, I'd ask him, but he's dead. Rest in peace. Because was... of the Roswell incident? Yeah, no. Oh. He was going about his work in his day when he stumbled upon in his field uh, a bunch of debris that appeared to look like aluminum and wood. Debris. Debris. Now, being the... Uh, you know, just the guy he was, he was like, that's weird. And then continued to go on throughout his day. Ah, as I would definitely also do. (laughs) And everyone. (laughs) Yeah. But being that this was the forties, uh, the, uh, what, what I call it, UFO and flying saucer craze has been happening where everyone and anyone has been reporting sightings all over the place. I don't know the exact reason for this, but I believe it has something to do with something. (laughs) Well put. Yes, I'm say I'm giving you this, I'm giving you all this information in hopes that you will be interested and go learn about it from an actual source. Yeah, because we are idiots. Yeah, well, no, especially me. So here's what happens mm-hmm. next. Since everyone's talking about UFOs and flying saucers, Max all like, wait a minute, shit, I saw something weird. So we went back to the field, and guess what? It was gone. No, it was still there. Oh, okay. <laughs> So he that was upset like, me. That, I was really hoping that it was going to be okay. So he and his family, you know, he, they, they collected it all up and they brought it back to to the home. And then they called someone, and then the government came. Well, did not... they call the government or did they just call? Hey, Billy, you will never guess what I found over here. And then the CIA <laughs> just appeared. Okay, no, he called the police and sheriff. Okay, sheriff Wilcox. Uh, nice. Yeah, Wilcox. Uh, is his name Will Cox or his last or is it just like that's his last name his last name is Will Cox okay so apparently uh, Mac reported this on July 6th and Will Cox called RAF Major Jesse Marcel and a man in plain clothes to the scene that's how they described them they were from the government and they were just a guy in plain clothes and Major Jesse Marcel Okay, May- at least we got one introduction. And they accompanied Brazil back to the ranch where more pieces were picked up. Wait, hold on, so they didn't ask anything about the guy in plain clothes? No. It- they didn't just, they were just like, hey, I'm Marcel. They didn't ask, Look, who's obvious- your friend? Obviously, if they knew this was going to explode like it did, they would have been more, what's happening? Well, but no, fair they-, enough. they got it all up, and uh, basically uh, uh, the-, the government guys, Marcel was like, can we take this? And Mac was like, sure. <laughs> so he took it and he brought it back to his boss who was like, boss, look at this. What is it? We found it on a, on a thing. At this point, they still just think it's wooden aluminum foil. Yeah, right? they're like, it's it just, that's what it looks like. And there were claims that it's not aluminum and wood, wood but uh, I'll get to that. So his boss was like, let me take it. And he brought it to his boss and he was like, boss, look at this. And his boss was like, let me take it. And that continued for a while. I will say, it is weird that aluminum foil has gone that high up the <laughs> chain of command. Yes, well, in other news, Mac was back at his hometown doing a radio interview at a local uh, local news station. Mac had a podcast? Uh, it was live. Oh, okay. Because they couldn't record 
uh, podcasts back then because there was no devices to listen to them. I'm sure there were. There were radios. Okay, well, no one was no one was making podcasts. Well, regardless, I like Mac now. Yeah. So anyway, Mac and the boys. He was uh, he was telling them all about this and, on the Morning Zoo radio show. Yes, and meanwhile, everyone else, uh, some people, uh, journalists were asking him and the government, like, "Hey, what was that you found?" And like debris. And they were like, uh, it was from an unidentified flying object. That's all we know. And that it was flying and it was unidentified. Not that it was an alien spaceship. They literally meant it was an unidentified object and it was in the air and then it came down. That's all they knew. Now hold on, Alex. I just want to point something out here that you probably haven't realized. But my conspiracy theory buddies out there would. You not unidentified flying object. Take the first few letters. <laughs> what does that spell? My U F. Oh. Which means aliens. Which means aliens. This was aliens, Alex. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, so that's what they meant by that. But of course, the journalists were like, uh, UFO, aliens, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, because uh, they were smart people. Yes. And an anagram for UFO, an anagram, a synonym for UFO at the time was flying saucer. Flying saucer. So a bunch of news articles came out the next day. It's my favorite ice cream. It is good. <laughs> The next day, saying the government has a flying saucer. These are real UFO. Or, uh, these are real news articles that you can find and read. Oh man, they messed that up. That is a bad game of telephone right there. Yeah. So then everyone was like, "Hold up, for real?" <laughs> and the government was like, "Eventually, like I think a few weeks later, they were like, nah, man, it's just a weather balloon.'" And everyone was like, "Oh," and then nothing. <laughs> it sounds to me. Like, the weather balloon excuse is just commonplace. Now, is this the first time they used it? This was, I, I would imagine so. Because but every time that nowadays we have a weather balloon sighting, everybody knows, oh, that's code word for, for, uh, for you know, aliens. I like, I just want to think of this 1940s guy named Jim that was just saying like, hey, boss, why don't we tell him it was a weather balloon, huh? And the boss was, the boss gave him a raise and, you know, <laughs> now Jim became president. Well, now here's the thing. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy that's who Carter. he later became. <laughs> You're like, quick, who's a president who had the first name Jim? I'm glad I went with that and not James Buchanan, who was in the 1800s. <laughs> and that president was James Buchanan. He oh, was also a time traveler. All, oh, Jimmy Bukes. I, I would pay to see a, sh a show about Jimmy Bukes and the time machine. But go on. Great. So... Anyway, the weather balloon excuse was later confirmed by the government to be a lie. Oh, shit. So they did lie about what this thing actually was. Well, what was it? But it wasn't aliens. Well, what was it? So here's what happened next, Michael. Okay, I'm excited. In the chain of events, around 30 years passed and nothing happened. No one cared and no one brought it back. Okay. But then eventually... UFO mania started happening again, and people started looking to the past to see what weird shit has happened in our history. And everyone was like, Roswell happened. They found all this weird debris, and there's photos of people holding it. And then the government says it's just a weather balloon later. Hold. That doesn't make – that doesn't sound right. Meanwhile, Jim, uh, Jimmy Carter is on his peanut farm just sweating as all of this is coming out. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, I've been, been busted. I can't do a Jimmy Carter impression. Yeah. So everyone starts freaking out, and the few people who are alive still from the event kind of start doing interviews about this. Did they kill the people in the event? No, it was 30 years. People oh. died. Oh, right. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I was like, whoa, is this just a – wow, that is a big cover-up right no, there. No, no, no. Of course, yeah. People, people are just still alive. Uh huh. 
So I'm just going to continue scrolling down my Wikipedia article. Uh-huh. Going through your your brain memories. <laughs> in, my, in my brain documents. Uh-huh. Hundreds of documents were obtained via the Freedom of Information Act. You know, that good old thing that people call out to the, the government. Being yeah. like, show us everything you have. The FIA. We have the FIA. Uh, basically, they were just trying to look for anything they found. Um, and uh, basically, for the next couple of years, books, articles, interviews of the people, they all just exploded up. And everyone was like, what's happening at Roswell? Why is this like, uh, why is no one talking? And then eventually the government made... What I consider to be a good move, but also a mistake, because I do believe them here. They decided to tell the truth, quote-unquote, to express my conspiracy theorist muscles. Uh-uh. The government doesn't tell the truth, so ever. He, so they came out expecting them to tell the truth, again in quotes, to get everyone to quiet down about this. Of course, if you comment on something that's a conspiracy theory, especially if you're a government, people will only <laughs> latch on to that. And add it to their conspiracy theory. Of course, because you're the man. But you can't take down the man when you're the man. <laughs> yeah. Stop being mad at us. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what they said. They said that it was not a normal weather balloon that they uh, recovered. Rather, it was a special weather balloon object designed to detect nuclear activity via the Soviets. So it was still a fucking weather balloon. It was still a weather balloon, but it was specially <laughs> designed... To uh, detect nuclear radiation, just to you know, spy on the Soviets, make sure they aren't building any nuclear bombs. All right, that sounds like bullshit. And they said they couldn't tell anyone because if they told people, then the Soviets would have found out. And uh, it's also likely that a lot of people who found that stuff wasn't informed about this, so who, they were just as curious. Do you know when they admitted that Roswell was uh, was a, a lie? Like, what year was it? Like, was the Cold War still happening? I'm gonna guess either 1980 or 1990. Sometime there. Okay, well, first of all, that's a significant difference. But if it was... <laughs> Shut up. If it was after the the Cold War ended, it's just kind of like, all right, they didn't buy the weather excuse the weather balloon excuse the first time jimmy what do we do and jimmy was like eh, see you gotta you gotta tell them it was a special weather balloon what to fight the soviets with and then they they did that but jimmy isn't that smart i no offense to you mr carter sir thank you for your service basically what i'm saying is what they said the government that is, is makes the most sense out of anyone saying anything all right but like they just doubled down on the weather balloon excuse that's kind of i don't i don't buy it i don't fucking buy it all right well you know what you can go read for yourself and decide yeah. but based on other witness accounts of people who were actually there their stories changed every time they were interviewed even slightly just little details and people who claim to have seen things were uh unable to verify very easy information that would be easy to verify like okay. the names of people who have existed in their stories okay interesting All so right. basically what i'm saying is anyone who tells like uh claims uh, stuff about roswell uh holes and conveniences can be found in their stories that are a little too ice raising suspicious that makes you think maybe this isn't crazy uh, crazy alien conspiracy that everyone thinks it is. But I'm only super honest about that because I do think there are a lot of other alien-type encounters and UFO sightings that are a lot more credible mm. now. 
and are a lot less explainable. Well, I will say, personally, I think that this episode has proved that Alex is in the pocket of the New World Order and we can't listen to a damn thing he says ever. Dude, the ducks. The ducks! I was... Oh shit, these are all microphones! Dude, we got ducked. And oh. they've all conformed into a, into, a, into a square. That was just us fidgeting. They're two separate squares. They are two separate squares, but my god, how, what are they, the government is gonna be on to us. We can't be mic'd and know what... Never mind, we're on a podcast. This, so, this was a bad idea. We are Mike. <laughs> yeah. So Damn it. I had fun researching conspiracy theories, and I hope you will learn more about Roswell and the thing Mike talked about. The uh, Denver airport. Yeah, because both of us, me more than him, I can't really speak for him, uh-huh. uh, did not uh, was not able to tell you the story in a way that an actual like research podcast would tell you about this story. Uh, oh no, definitely not. I, uh, I would say the same thing to me. We are idiots. A podcast that I would recommend is uh, the podcast literally called Conspiracy Theories. They did a story on Roswell. Oh, did they? Yes, and uh, it's it's great. And that's the first uh, sort of uh, sort of thing I read about Roswell uh, or heard about Roswell that made me decide to do this. So if you want to learn about that event. They are a great podcast to uh, to go listen to. And what if you've spent a week, or however long you've spent listening to uh, conspiracy theories about it, what is your opinion on conspiracy theories as a whole? I think they can be very dangerous, mm-hmm. but if uh, – I that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I think depending on the theory, because sure. it's hard to, to bait them all into the same thing. I think mm-hmm. like – not trusting the government is a good habit to 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 to, to learn. Have a have a healthy amount of uh, distrust yeah, towards sure. the people in charge who are looking out for themselves most of the time. Mm-hmm. Not pointing fingers. Yeah, but it's also it, conspiracy theories can be the cause of a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. For example, the one that comes to mind is uh, the conspiracy th- theories about Sandy Hook Elementary School oh, God, yeah. and how people started sending death threats to the parents because they thought they were actors when they were m- literally just mourning parents, which is horrible. Yeah, there, there, there's a big difference between that and the stuff that we've talked there's about. There's a big line, mm-hmm. and if actual human lives have been affected and involved, do all the research and don't well, just don't. Yeah, don't. Just learn about the events and facts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it's you against the world, the world might not be wrong. Exactly. Uh, that's a good way of putting it. Um, the, the world may not be right, but the world, you have to consider the facts. It's you against 8 billion people. Exactly. You have to con- you have to think about things thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I will say that, like conspiracy theories come from a place in america in particular because there have been a lot of conspiracies that have hurt people that have come out later such as watergate such Mm as um in a certain sense you could say that the 2008 financial crash came down to a conspiracy theory because the big banks knew that these loans were fucking trash and were going to hurt people so i understand the uh I legitimately do understand the idea of the big guy is out to get us. and Because that, they have proven that on occasion. On occasion, that there are evil people out there, that there are evil people in power that are trying to hide things from us. But I think you, you said it perfectly. Uh, just because you have to have a healthy amount of... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Pa- I don't want to say paranoia, but that's... that. Um, 
a healthy amount of suspicion about everything that the government says or a good amount of what the government says that doesn't mean that you should automatically be paranoid not everything that happens is automatically false yes buy a salt shaker mm -hmm. and every time you hear something sorry that was a squeak every time you hear something uh add a little salt to it just to just to take it with a grain of salt and uh well done i like that i've never heard that before is that the full phrase? No. Oh, okay, I just, never mind. I was just blurbing out. Oh, that's that's nice. Anyway, yeah. you get the point. Yeah. We're, you know, we're, we're just having fun. Yeah. It's time for the picking bucket. It's time for the picking bucket. Time the for the picking bucket tonight. That's not how it goes. Time to pick from the bucket. Time to pick from the bucket now. Are you still sick? A little bit, but okay, I'm I think probably you should contagious. be fine to pick. Okay. Here you go. All right. Here we go. Next week, our, our challenge, challenge is, is a kid again. Watch kids shows all week. Wow. That's a really big difference from this week. That really is. You're damn right. <laughs> uh, this, this is green, so I can tell that this was suggested by someone, by a listener, but we don't have who written down. So we'll, we'll get back to you on that one. Yeah. Thanks for submitting, anonymous listener. Uh, you're the best. But yeah, I mean, I haven't watched kids' television in a very long time. I haven't watched it in, like, I don't know, a few months, maybe? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, when All it's right. on, I'll watch it, you know, whatever. Yeah, sure, so we gotta watch some children's television I'm show. looking forward to it, man. Like, should we clarify, like, Sesame Street era? Oh, like that, kids. Yeah, what that were you thinking? I what? was thinking anything that you'd watch on, like, yeah, that's the stuff you said's fine. Sesame Street's fine, but like Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, sure, would, it'd okay. be fine too. Because I want to watch some like stuff that can actually sustain my interest for at least a little bit. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Awesome. So that's that's what we'll be doing yeah. this week. Uh, but yeah, I'm, that's it. That's all. So should I do the spiel? Yeah, do it quick. Okay. I'm tired. Uh, me too. Uh, all right, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the 55th episode of The Weekly Undertaking. Uh, congratulations, you found this podcast. Please subscribe to it on whatever podcast forum you are listening so to us on. So you don't lose it. So you don't lose it. We release new episodes every Sunday on every place that good podcasts are found. They have been generous enough to allow this one too. Uh, um, we have a lot of people that help us with our podcast. We have Adam Rudy, who does all the music, and Winston De Jesus, who does the podcast cover art. Look at those two. They are very great people, and their information is in the description below. Show them some love. Uh, please leave us a rate and review of this podcast if you liked it, because that really does help. People that are looking for new podcasts tend to see you know, podcasts and see that we have rates and reviews. It doesn't matter what you rate us as. Just give us some reviews so that we look like a real podcast when people look us up on Apple Podcasts. All right, all right, all right. You don't have to get down on your knees. I will gladly get down on my knees and Come beg on. for We're help. We're not that small anymore. Mm, all right. We could still use some help, though. Let's be real. We can always use help. We're always going to be plugging. But... Yeah. Like a valued listener. Um, all right. So I think, and if you need, if you would like to be like the anonymous listener of this week or the anonymous listener who suggested this challenge or any of the listeners that have suggested challenges before, please email us or put a message into our DMs with a challenge that you would like to see us do. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's all. So until next week, don't forget to challenge yourself. And... The oh, government, was... we got your ducks. <laughs> they, they we got... have your ducks, government. Come and get them. That was very satisfying. <laughs> Never believe anything ever again. Look out there. The ducks are lying to you. The ducks are lying to you.
to you. Three letters backwards. Also, Phil Lewis. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> hey, Phil. We haven't talked about you in a while, but we love you. Yeah, we'll talk about you next week. Don't worry, buddy. What if What if Phil Lewis is working for the government? Shit! Shut shit, it down! Fucking shut it down! Shut it down! Shut it down. Shut it down.